Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. My name is Taylor, and it's time for our little monthly chat. So many of you may know, some of you may not, but my name's Taylor. I'm a 1-3 emotional manifester, and I have the privilege and honor of sharing um, my musings and insights with you about monthly or so here on the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I am a loyal member of the manifester community and Really, my purpose in these episodes is just to contribute my lived experience, very one-three. It's very personal, it's very experimental and experiential, and my hope is that by doing that, um, you all are able to see your lives with greater clarity. Even if you vehemently disagree with me, that's perfect. At least you know uh, what you think and where you're at and, and where you're not for that matter. So hopefully, I'm helping. Um, this episode is coming out kind of piggybacking a little bit of Holly's uh, recent episode called The New Manifester. And, and in it, you, you really should listen to it, but it's a really profound episode that talks about how kind of the the way forward for manifestors in this kind of new paradigm and our in our new function in society, um, if you will, or our ever evolving function in society, if you will, um, is through relationships. And I... I have been a big proponent of and am a big proponent of people developing relational skills. My personal philosophy is that everything comes through um, relationship. I don't think that you even have a good sense of who you are until you have the opportunity to see someone who is not you. It's one of the reasons why I'm so adamant about being honest with what I really think and how I really feel and how I'm really processing, especially in these episodes, not so that you'll agree with me, but because until you encounter something different than you, then it's very hard to really get a good, solid sense of who you are and who you're not. That kind of clarity, that personal clarity and sense of self comes through relationship. Not only that, we wouldn't know um, what it means to be hungry unless we felt what it was like to be full. You know, we wouldn't know what health felt like until we had an, an experience with an absence of health. So it is not just our relationship with other people, but it's things, ideas, experiences, states of being. 
all different variations of relationship, even with God or, or the spiritual realm, the unseen, what is your relationship with even eternity or timelessness for that matter? You know, these kinds of relationships define us. And as manifestors, I I 100% echo Holly's sentiment when saying this is our way forward. This is our opportunity. This is our um, this is our our opportunity to really explore an aspect of humanity called relationships that maybe as manifestors we did not have the same need for in in past in the past. So my hope is that this episode, or my intention, not hope, my intention for this episode is that it isn't honestly very super long at all. I don't have a lot to say um, on the topic other than one of the reasons why we pursue relationships. One of the reasons why relationships are so powerful is for the topic I want to talk about today, which is change and being able to create the safety to change, being able to create your personal safety to even decondition. Most of us, when we encountered human design, so many of us, I should say, have felt like we received a huge permission slip to be ourselves, as though we needed permission to be ourselves. But the reality is we never needed we never needed permission. However, that doesn't mean that we always felt safe to be ourselves. And somehow when a system or a language or a science validates the, the quirks in our personality or the little thoughts that we have that we think no one else has, if once, once we have this like system that organizes it and labels it and categorizes it, all of a sudden it is very validating. It creates some sort of internal um, safety to be ourselves. But I, I, what I want to offer in this particular episode is that the safety is your responsibility. And human design might be one of the ways, and I'm guessing it is one of the ways that you're choosing um, to create that personal safety for yourselves. But I, what I don't want and what I, what I have sometimes seen in myself in the past and what I commit to going forward personally is not allowing the system or the person or the situation to determine my safety. I, I maintain sovereignty of my safety. Here's why that's important. Because when you're wanting to become more authentic, to experience more peace, to have fuller and richer relationships, what you'll find if you're anything like me, is that the more experiences you go through, the greater levels of awareness you come into, the more opportunities you have to question who you are, to question how you think, to question what, what has always been and the way you've always done things. And that's beautiful. That is a part of the process of deconditioning or releasing what was never meant to be you in the per first place, whether that's ideas or habits, belief systems, uh, spiritual practice, rituals, whatever the case may be, like the pro that starts with a level of awareness that you have a choice. The question is, when you see that choice, what do you make it mean about you? When you see that there's another way of being, what do you make that mean about you? When you encounter someone who's emotionally unavailable, what do you make that mean about you? See, there's actual safety, and then there's internal safety. I am not talking about, in this episode, creating actual safety, as in physical safety. If you are in a burning building, here's my recommendation. Don't pray about it. Don't experiment with it. Don't look up your human design. Get out. Just get out. 
So we're not talking about like your actual physical need. If you are in an unsafe situation, resolve that quickly. That being said, now once we know that you're physically safe and now we're just dealing with your internal realm, the internal space that you hold within yourself that says it this in space in me is a safe place to be me is a space is a safe space for me to think like i think to have my opinions it's a safe place for me to be wrong and to change my mind that space is our responsibility I love a a conversation that Maya Angelou had with Oprah. I think it's on YouTube still, but Oprah asked Maya in an interview, she says, you know, what is the best advice you've ever given someone? And Maya Angelou says, um, well, it's a, it's a piece of advice that I gave my, of my son. And I told him, you know, no matter where you go, no matter who you meet, no matter what you do, I want you to build or, or carve out a sacred space, almost like a sanctuary within yourself. And it's your responsibility to protect that space because that's where you meet yourself. That's where you meet God. And regardless of your religious background, and I can guarantee I butchered that quote, but the the sentiment is there that that internal space is yours and you'll need it if you desire to enrich in your relationships, if you desire to be grown and changed by your relationships in a healthy and supportive way. As a coach and and teacher mentor, I, I speak to a lot of people about, you know, the relationships that they're in, whether that's with their business, with their dreams, with their partners, with their kids. And one of the one of the most consistent um, concerns that each client has expressed is how this other person's actions, or this this current experience is not supportive of them. So for example, when their business is not making money, that then creates some sort of internal question within themselves about who they are and, and if this is the right thing for them and is this their calling. When, when their partner doesn't respond or, or navigate the relationship or handle them in the way that they would like to be handled, then the question becomes, well, what's wrong with me? And did I choose the right person? And, and let me look back over the entire course of my life and question all of the decisions that led up to this point. And what I want to offer to you, what I want to, to, to suggest even from just my personal experience, and again, you do with this what you want, but it's just not helpful. It's just not helpful. Even if you had made all of the right decisions, you would still be on earth with another human who had all of the opportunities to make their decisions. And the choice to be in relationship with that person isn't the wrong decision. It isn't even the decision to be in debate right now. The decision right now is what will you do with what you know now? Not what you knew then. This is so important for people creating offers just to kind of cover all the bases. For someone, when I work with clients who are building businesses and they're you know, developing offers that they're really passionate about, you know, they'll say, well, I, I, I've always had this vision and I always wanted to help people. I always want to be an author. I always wanted to speak on global stages. I wanted corporate accounts, whatever the case may be. And then life happens and then experience happens and then their, their priorities change. And all of a sudden things don't look quite like what they thought they would. And they begin to question, is this a dumb idea? Should I have ever done that? Am I even qualified to do that? And all of this self-questioning 
is for them and has been for me a distraction from the point. The point is, what will you do now? Deconditioning and changing is a result of the decisions we make now going forward. It's not about unraveling every aspect of who we've been. I'm not saying, just to put a disclaimer here, I am not saying that there is not value in, in looking over your life experiences and processing, particularly unprocessed emotions. But at some point, at some point, the, the search backwards becomes a way to, to avoid having to move forward, to avoid having to deal with the emotional disappointment, grief, anger, resentment with what is available to you now. It's kind of interesting, right? Like we all want to grow and change. We all want to live fully expressed. We all want to be accepted and loved and valued for who we are. But when the opportunity comes in the present to make a decision that honors who we are, to honors what we know now, who we've become today, the values and priorities that we have now. When those opportunities come, so many of us, including me at times, shrink back and and begin to question who we've been. That is what erodes our safety. That's what kills the safety. When, When who you are, when yourself cannot trust, that when you get to a new experience, you won't have your own back. You won't validate the part of you that made that decision back then with the level of awareness that you had then. When that, when you're unable or unwilling to offer that to yourself, then in the present, you also don't trust the next decision that you make. And in turn, we actually don't decondition. We use our conditioning to perpetuate old habits and belief systems. So... This episode really today is just to encourage you to create your own safety. And the part of the way that you do that is to validate the parts of you that made the choice then, that did what you had to do or what you thought you had to do then. And to honor who you are now and what you know now so that you can feel the internal safety to make a different decision, to to change the way you approach things, to value people even when every value is not shared. To, to experience relationships for what they are, not for what we think they should be or how they should function, to embrace our businesses and our offers at, at where they are today, not for where we thought they would be or how much we thought we would make. I'll give you a really practical example of this and then we'll wrap it up. And I'll, I'll keep it out of people so that it's it's kind of maybe easier to see One of the things I've noticed um, in myself and particularly several years ago when I started coaching and mentoring is that there's a very big difference between being able to sit down with somebody and, and hold space for them and encourage them and coach them, you know, to greater levels of awareness or expansive thinking, right? That that's one thing. It's a completely different thing to run a business and coaching is not the business. And the business is not necessarily coaching, but they they happen together. And that's how you have coaching practices, right? Or coaching businesses. One of the things that I've, I've seen in myself at, at periods of time and I've seen in others is this unwillingness to untangle the two. I, like many others, um, several years ago were, were 
pitched this idea that we could have an overnight coaching sensation. It could be a multiple six-figure, seven-figure business, and everybody would, would be able to get it. All I had to do was you know, speak my truth and, and be present and, and show up online and post on Instagram. And I remember all of that. And as the years and months gone, went by and it didn't show up quite how I was sold, I began to question, wait a minute, what am I doing wrong? Who do I need to hire? What's not right? What am I missing? Now, everyone else in business, outside of coaching, not everyone, but many people outside of business, many experienced business owners know that the first couple of years of business are not the years where you, you know, expect to strike it rich. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that five, 10 years ago. I really thought that it was possible because I saw so many people who seemingly popped up their coaching businesses in one or two years and all of a sudden were multiple six-figure earners. No one told me about the lived experience that they brought into those coaching practices. No one told me about their degrees in marketing or, or the fact that they coach people around some sort of expertise that they have. No one made those connections for me then. So I made a lot of investments. I made a lot of choices from, the, from things I didn't know. And so after a while, it got to the point where it was like, wait a minute, this isn't working. What's wrong with me? I began to question myself. Why is it not coming together like, like they say, like I'm seeing it come together for other people? And that was a very painful time because I questioned myself. I didn't question the, the story I was told. I didn't question the narrative. I just questioned me. Something is not right about me. And then I got to the place where I stopped questioning myself and began questioning them. Well, what are you saying? And, and why are you saying it like that? And maybe you're leaving out information. And that was valuable too. It was valuable to fill in the gaps to the story. It was valuable to see where the strategies didn't quite tell the whole story, didn't quite account for all of the experiences that I was having that they weren't. That was useful. But it still wasn't a substitute for business, is business. Making money is not the same as earning money. Making money in a business is not the same thing as earning money. And while I had oodles of experience coaching, what I didn't have oodles of experience with is attempting to make money as a private practice coach. And it was painful and it was difficult. It was discouraging. And so one of the things that I chose to come to terms with was contracting out some of my work. At first, I thought it was a cop-out, you know, like I should be able to get the clients myself. And then I realized, actually, this is some people's entire business model called contract coaching. I didn't know that then when I was worried about how I was going to pay the bills. And it wasn't until I said, wait a minute, when I look at where I am now, when I look at the aspects of my work that I love and the aspects that I'm finding challenging and tiring and I don't want to quit, but I, this is not sustainable, all of a sudden it made sense to apply to teach here or to coach there. It, didn't, it wasn't a substitute for me having my own business, but what it did was create the internal safety for myself. Because I experienced me taking care of me, what I got was self-trust back. And that allowed me to take other risks or try different things in my business. And then I had more success. Then I had more opportunities. Some of them you've heard about on this, on this um, podcast. But what I want to say is that's a super practical example that I think um, I see often in the manifester space, but also just in, in, in the entrepreneurial um, space. And whether that 
and I should say it this way too, whether you're an employee or an entrepreneur, I see employees who are, you know, staying at jobs because they they need the bills to be paid, but internally it's eroding their self-trust. They're they're killing their sense of internal safety because they continue to subject themselves to situations that are not supportive. They're not safe. They're not healthy. On the flip side of that, I see many entrepreneurs quit their jobs and they sell themselves on these idolized dreams, but they they don't actually question what do I need to be operating from a place of peace. For some people, that means they need a certain amount of income. Their nervous system is not prepared to not know where the next check is not coming from, is coming from. They're not prepared to handle months of rejection. And, and having to try different strategies and invest even before receiving, receiving a return. For some people, their nervous system can't handle that. And instead of honoring where their nervous system is, they say, well, if I were serious, I'd go harder. If I was all in, I'd give more. I'd do more. I'd invest more. I'd study more. If I, would, if I could just decondition, then I'd receive. No, no. This isn't about some end point. This is about creating the internal safety to change to change your finances, to change your to change your sense of self-confidence, to change your relationships, to change your future, to change you if that's what you want to do. I hope this episode was helpful. Hopefully it wasn't as long. I don't have a timer in front of me, but it's been an honor to share with you um, on this episode. And um, you'll see some links in the show notes if you want to reach out and work with me potentially. Um, But otherwise, uh, keep sticking around the Manifestor community because that's what I plan to do. Talk soon. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here and whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented Manifestor specialists, we really truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation and wisdom about your own Manifestor magnificence. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to, or if you feel like it, please do a share across your social media. We love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you, and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media. So please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at The Manifesto Community. Until next time, please, Manifestors, keep hunting for purpose.